Also, someone just messaged, you may suck at this, but at least you have a podcast. So that's a good place to start, I think. Are we starting? Sure. (laughs) Hello, everybody. This is Dana. And Sarah. I mean, I guess I could just say hello to you, but like it's better to say hello to everybody. How are you this fabulous day? I'm good. I'm pretty good. You've been busy as hell lately. Are you doing better? Or? Um, I'll take that I'll as I'll get no. there. Okay. I'll get there. <laughs> you will. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the things that are driving me crazy mm. are finite. And so they'll all be, they'll like reach a state of equilibrium soon. And that's fine. I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. What about we, you? You know, uh, as I mentioned previously, we're in the middle of my uh, favorite time of the year, which is football season football. slash fall. Um, and uh, I don't know. People don't necessarily know our timeline, which like they should know everything about us, but it's fine. Um, we, we're pre-recording this episode a few weeks early because I'm doing a bunch of travel in September. That is accurate. Yes. And so because of that, uh, the only night that worked was the night that some assholes who don't listen to this decided to schedule our fantasy draft. Are these, uh, are these assholes your friends? One of them is. Huh. The, the rest Just of them are checking. his friends. Uh, it was my good friend from grad school. Uh, we do a fantasy league every year. Which is cool. It's a $75 buy-in. Is that like a normal thing? No, it's way more expensive than normal. Nor- my other ones are 25 and 5 Shit. Yeah. And uh, it's a keeper league. What does that mean? That means you get to keep a couple players every year up to the next year. So we've been doing this. Oh, interesting. I've been in a league with this group for four years now. Um, oh. It's all very serious super serious yes so and i mean i know we have talked about football on this podcast in the past um for obvious reasons yeah you don't know what that's about you should probably go back and listen to the episodes where uh a couple of our listeners thought we actually stopped talking to each other Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh i'm much more of a casual consumer of the national football league than you that's true that's very very true but the difference is you participate in fantasy drafts. And I'm, in I'm in it for the wings. So that's kind of. <laughs> um, I'm actually in three leagues this year. Damn. So last, last night I drafted with my coworkers. Um, we have a little league. Uh, so I'm in that one. Um, and then I'm in this league, which uh, the name of the league is you make up a damn name. Then I'm in a third one with some friends from home. Oh, yes. I've never won any of these leagues. So well, yeah, that's, that's not really the point. It's like, so, I'm drafting while we do this, so if you hear me make any loud like ah, noises, it's because I didn't get or did get the people that I care about. That being said, Sorry. as the guys just pointed up and pointed out in our chat, quote, you'd probably do better if you auto drafted, and well, it can't hurt you. So you know, maybe I'll Thanks, just guys. wing it, jerks, boys. I will say that I think that our last podcast was a little loosey goosey um, yeah. with the new equipment, which we're still super thankful for and Yields. excited about. Yes. Um, so we'll just have to see how it goes. We're giving ourselves a couple episodes before we uh, yeah. feel like we need to strike the right balance. And to be fair, we've also been incredibly busy, so we haven't put as much time and prep in as we normally do, which we apologize for, but at the same time, we like these pods as well because we think it gives you guys a chance to kind of hear like more about what's going on in our day-to-day so we'll find a balance yeah and i think adding the additional wines to our pods yeah. is kind of like complicating things a little bit but we do like wine so we yeah i mean not a bad yeah thing. um so what are we talking about today <laughs> um okay so 
we like to think ahead sometimes of what we're going to talk about a little bit. Uh-huh. Like, you know, sometimes we prep. Yeah. And I really wanted to talk about dating and relationships again because our first ever pod was about online dating and about how I was going to start doing that, which... Yeah, I mean, I think we owe people some updates. Yeah, we do. And I will get there in a second. Um, so I was planning on doing those updates and then some stuff happened that I'm not going to get into details on on the pod because they're very much in the throes of happening right now and I don't yeah. want, we're not complicating anything by, yeah. by talking fair. about this. Very fair. But um, it's got me thinking a lot about dating and relationships and also like what our expectations need to be about these things and uh-huh. also about like segmenting our lives and I'll explain a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, so I wanted to start by updating you all on my online dating situation. Um, yes, please. So I I have the apps on my phone, Yay! and I've talked to some people. Okay. I have not gone any on any dates. I set up a couple dates and then canceled last minute. Damn it, Dana. I know, I know, I know. And that is not the advice I gave you. No, it's not. And you gave me much better advice than my own brain gives me. Um, also, I've had a little wine. It's wh- really easy when you're telling someone else what to do than if you're having to do it yourself. Just, you know. True. Also, stop. I just, oh, God, I just chugged the rest of that wine that I had from earlier. And uh, you guys thought my accent Mistake. was sounding a little Minnesota before. This is going to be crazy. Yeah. So one of the reasons I canceled was, well, there's a couple reasons. I've talked a little bit about, like, how I feel about online dating and uh-huh. how it can feel it can feel almost like a job. And I think that people who are successful at it actually kind of look at it that way. They're like, I need to go I 100% through. did. Yeah. No, I know. And I have other friends and people I know who have really looked at it like job interviews until they've gotten to where they want to be. And I don't think that's wrong. Yeah. I don't know that I, I'm secretly a huge romantic and that's something that a lot of people don't know about me. I knew that, but. Yeah. But I think I'm a huge cynic a lot of yeah. the time. And I, I put on a very, well, I wear my emotions like very close to the surface. It's true. But I also have like a layer of like sarcasm and whatever that I really try to put on as much as possible. Uh-huh. When I meet guys, I tend to lead with that, which isn't always yeah the best. But it, it's a it's a defense mechanism for me that mm-hmm. I use. And going out on a date with someone and being like, this is a date is a really hard thing for me to do. So yeah, I haven't been able to cross that threshold yet. And I think people are probably listening to this being like, Yo, you complain about being single all the time. You just need to go do that. And that's right. I know. But I have got, and, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, because um, as I've mentioned before, Sarah and I actually are friends who talk outside of, on microphones. Yeah. Which is nice. I yeah. adore you. Um, but we were talking a little bit earlier about my, I don't know, my hangups and stuff. And um, I have always had very tough situations with guys that have really like tugged at me and I've never yeah. really been with someone who actually has ever really liked me all that much in a romantic way. I feel like there's a lot here to unpack. Yes. Um, I kind of want to put a pin in something you said earlier. Yeah. Or, or I guess that's the opposite of put, the a pin opposite in it. Of put a pin in it. I think maybe we should. Yeah put a pin in this and go back to something you said earlier please um about viewing it as a job yeah because I feel like that is that was like a big mind shift for me and I think that that's like a useful way to frame it especially because it is so emotionally draining like to me yeah it's such a it can it's just so nebulous and emotionally draining and time consuming and it bleeds into every other part of your life 
And to me, searching for a new job and trying to date people is the same. It's a part-time job. You have to put a lot of time and energy into it. There's going to be a lot of things that don't pan out, and it's a numbers game. And I don't think that that necessarily takes away from the romantic aspect of it, but I think it gives you, like, a a helpful... um, kind of benchmark to say you know oh i've messaged like 20 people and only five got back to me and i'm only going to get together with two and only one was okay and like those odds aren't bad like yeah. if you think about how how many job applications you put out and then how many turn into a phone screen and then how many turn into an interview and how many turn into a job like those are very similar statistics so i think like it's yeah it's useful to take the pressure off yourself because some of these are just things outside of your control that even if, you know, you could meet 100 Mr. Rights, but every thing, there are so many other aspects of it than like, do we have enough in common? Yeah. So I, that's, that's what no, I would I agree with you. say would be useful. And it's not that I don't agree with you. I do. I think for me. Oh, thanks. Um, what I was going to say is I am supremely confident whenever I'm looking for a job in ah. a way that I am not when it comes to relationships. And that's the difference, I think. Is like, okay. I I am very confident about my my performance at work, my uh-huh. ability to work. I it can be exhausting applying for jobs. Right. But the second I go into something where I'm thinking that someone's judging me in any way, uh-huh. judging how I look, how I talk, how loud my laugh is, my weird accent, like there anytime I, there's people that I know are like looking at me and just absorbing these things, uh-huh. it sends me into like the most insane anxiety. Uh-huh. And that's the difference for me, I think. Because I think you're right. I think treating it as a job can help blunt that. Yeah, I guess I guess the thinking about it like a job helps yeah. um, frame expectations about the overall process. Yeah. The time it takes and the effort you have to put in. But it certainly doesn't help with how vulnerable you have to be yeah. to put yourself out there like that and how resilient you have to be to deal with a lot of rejection because I feel like there no matter what when you're dating there's always going to be a certain level of rejection because not everybody's going to match up perfectly and it takes a while to figure that out yes um and then the person you are now is the person you were 12 months ago two years ago and the same is true for other people so there's just a lot of like mismatchy before you get to what works well and so I can see where yeah it the job reference is only, only works so far before it yeah. becomes, it kind of like dissolves a little bit. And I think also for me, something about the online dating process feels very much like I'm actually in a fantasy football draft, right? Uh-huh. Like where they're going through and they're like, all right, I've got my rosters. Like a lot of dudes are like, if this girl doesn't match exactly what I want, there's a thousand other ones out there that are just on an app. It, I feel yeah. like it, dehu- it can dehumanize the process. And I know it doesn't for everybody. It works for well, you. I mean... Jared, from what he was saying, especially because he started online dating in New York, and so he's like, you match with all these people, most, and then there's a lot of people that are just trying to game the system, like, he was like, it's statistically better to swipe right on everybody, and then vet whoever will actually respond to me, than it is to be thoughtful about who you swipe right on. And so there's just all these, like, silly little games you have to play as part of online dating. Yeah. To get it to work for you. And that's another thing I think is I am not good at the game playing. I know what I need to do. I just huh. don't do it. Yeah. So 
in a lot of situations with with guys, I think um, I am very like I don't know. I just feel like that that's like not the right way to frame it in the sense that like these are not good interactions. You know, yeah. like like that to me is the kind of interaction that you'd have with someone when you're like 23. And so there's a lot <laughs> of guys around here that have not grown up. I was about to say, you know. and this is not a judgment on you, but I feel like that's not like like adults take this shit seriously. And so I feel like there's a lot of guys also that feel like they have a thousand options. And so they don't have to take it seriously and don't have to treat adults like adults. Yeah. Or they decide that they have to be in a relationship with the first person that they kind of get along with. Yeah, I guess it's like either you are so noncommittal that if someone isn't playing hard to get, they're somehow not worth your time, which yeah. is bullshit. Or they're or, crazy. That's always. Or they're crazy. Yeah. Or they're just like, oh, this is a person that I can see a movie with, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. And I'm caught somewhere in the middle there, right? Yeah. Like, But I don't think the solution is to compromise on who you are. Yeah, no, I know. Like, that's I know that that doesn't help when like things aren't working the way that you want them to, and it's not easy, but like... That I don't think is the solution. So what was it with you and Jared? We should drink Yeah, wine. yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. And then we can talk about that. So I'm really excited about this wine. Um, it's called Burning Cavalier. Okay. And the label, which we will post, is for some reason there's a dude riding a rooster. It must be a French wine. Excuse me, what? <laughs> and there, yeah, it's a dude riding a giant rooster. Yeah, that's actually yeah. Yeah. And, like a horse-sized rooster. Yeah, it's a Merlot cab mix. Ooh. And... In the background is a burning chateau, and it looks like the label's been burned. Um, this is like a hundred percent War of 1812, right. uh, Dolly Madison I, level. I uh... burned. I, <laughs> I burned this. I got this because I am feeling like scorched earth right now. Like I want to burn Damn. the dating world to the fucking ground. So I got this. Yeah, um, that's appropriate. Um, burning Cavalier was apparently a legendary horse rider or chicken rider who will take you through the fiery south of France. Dear person who wrote this label i don't like that you should look at the picture on the front that is not a horse the back because he is 100 percent on a rooster he's on a rooster he's on a rooster all hey. right oh cheers that's pretty good yeah it's got like a nice round kind of current like there's yeah. some there's definitely some sugars in there but there I is thought like it would a be, tannin i thought it'd be more end yeah Sorry to interrupt you. Look at me with my wine lingo. I know. I'm I've been studying up. I thought it would have more pepper in it since oh, it's fair. supposed to be fiery. It's not giving me fiery, really. There is like, um, trying to remember because I was trying to learn the difference between bitterness and like astringency. And the oh, one, yeah. One is the one that I can't remember which. And so I'm going to have to look this up so I don't sound like an idiot. But one of them is the thing where your tongue feels like it's dried out like it feels i think like that's the, astringent yeah there yeah. is a bit of that but like yeah that's part of the tan kind of takes yeah but like it kind of initially is like yeah feels like it might be that fiery quality but then mostly just makes me feel thirsty yeah i need water now yeah i mean i like it i do like it. i like it better the second sip than i did the first sip i yeah. don't know why um it smells good it smells a little plummy in like a good way yeah yeah um, there is a little pepper on the front. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's a little pepper right on the tip of my tongue now that I'm yeah. thinking about it. And my tongue could also be numbed a little bit because I drank a lot before this because I was pissed about what's going on in my life. Fair. Fair <laughs> enough. So I rode a giant rooster <laughs> and set fire to the world. Yeah, it seems like what you would do if you had a online date in 2018. In D.C. I think that I would give this probably like a three. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think a three. Yeah. 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 It's like solid. I would drink it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this it's with also like, like steak or something would be way better. Oh, that's one of the recommendations on the back. Ah. It's like an eleven dollar bottle of wine. So actually, I'm gonna give it a two and a half because for an eleven dollar bottle of wine, I would want it to have more layers than that. Yeah. And my eleven dollars, I mean, at Trader Joe's, eleven dollars, which in other places is like twenty dollars. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. I think I'm gonna stick with my three. Yeah, we can have different rankings. Can we though? But anyway. Anyway, you, please don't break up with me. I don't think I can handle it. I would never break up with you. <laughs> we're set for life, Dana. Yes. Um, okay. So anyway, you were going to ask me I a question a, before yes. I rudely interrupted you for a glass of wine. Um, that's fair. That's a reason to interrupt me. <laughs> what was it for him, for you, for him, and for him, for you that broke through that clutter, do you think? That's a really good question. We are very sassy tonight. I, yes. Yes. I am scorched earth tonight. Yes. Scorched earth yeah. Um. So I think like, I think there were like a couple things. I think like on a practical level, I was always the type of online dater because like I hadn't really used Tinder before I met. Like he, Jerry's the only person from Tinder I ever met. Oh, but that's I'd awesome. used other online dating tools like OK OkCupid and mm-hmm. stuff. So it wasn't like I was new to online dating. I was just new. You to weren't that a virgin, app. an online virgin. I was not an online virgin. Um. <laughs> but so in that sense, like. I was always the kind of person who would at least engage a little bit Mm -hmm. with everybody because I always felt like it's such a like weird skewed snapshot. Um, And then my rule was always if the conversation is going well, you should try to meet with them within like seven to 10 days. I remember you mentioning that. It was a hard and fast rule for me. Like I just, to me, it's like, I do not need this back and forth. It's fine if there's legitimate reasons why you can't. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, that's why I had this kind of like window of like week, week and a half. But it's like, wh- why waste your time? It's true. So that was one thing. Um, I I know for him, he was like living in a rural area. So I think he'd kind of like maxed out on people that even interested him. Yeah, like, I get frankly. that. That makes total um, sense. Yeah. And I know he went on a lot of dates. So and it's hard. I mean, it's hard because. You can have a great conversation with someone and then you meet them in person and you're like, oh, okay, no. Right. Or like, you meet them in person and you're like, oh, like, they're like, blah, blah, blah. and then they do something and you're like, nope. Yeah, or so, they never call you again. Or they never call you again. Yeah. Or it turns into like free dinner for them. I know he complained about that a lot. And I'm, I think that might have been like a holdover from New York, too, where like mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that just, there are a lot of women that just expect that, which is actually hysterical about our first date. Anyway. Yeah. I did not mean for him to buy me dinner on our first date. It just happened. Ooh. Ooh, gold digger over here. I know. I'm like a terrible person. I, <laughs> no, I you're still not. don't think that he believes me. Um, Doesn't matter. He put a ring on it. Ah, uh, so. yeah. Um, but I think that like there were a, like about him specifically, like there were definitely a lot of people where we had like very decent conversations, um, people that I went and like got drinks with or had dinner with or whatever, or even dated for short periods of time that um we had a lot to talk about and it was fine I think what was different about Jared specifically from my perspective um was that our the variety of topics was really interesting yeah um it was way different than anybody else like we actually got him talking about like where I was in Asia and stuff and he just like went on this massive tangent about how I must have seen a yeti (laughs) we ended up talking about yetis for like a really long time that's really cute and And random as hell I know it was so cute 
and uh, and like we talked about hockey a lot, which yeah. was like big for me. Like I'm not a big like I'm a big hockey person, but I'm not again. It's like with football, like the the details of players and their histories and stuff like doesn't stick in my head. So yeah, um, but like he's he plays hockey, and I really that was like really attractive to me. Yeah, and I think like the last thing was. There were a lot. There are a lot of like throwaway things that I think people put on their online profiles, where it's like, "I love like hiking," and "I love like whatever," because and, like, they think it's supposed. To, it's cute to say that you like hiking. Yeah. If you don't. Yeah. And like, I feel like there are certain things that people just expect are like base level stuff that you put yeah. on there. And so we had talked about it, and he was like, "So do you like actually like hiking?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I actually do." I when he was living in rural Maryland and stuff like literally every weekend I went down there we went hiking because there wasn't a lot to do and we would take um, Ropple out for like long hikes and stuff so it very it was very quickly apparent that like that was not a euphemism on my part for like vaguely liking the outdoors like I legit love hiking yeah Um, you do so I think there was it was kind of like a perfect storm of a lot of things but it always stuck out to me that like that those conversations yeah. were really different than other ones in a way that was like unique to who we were that makes no, sense yeah no that makes a lot of sense um something i think i've struggled with a lot and most of my friends who i've talked to about this know this and you know i have a long history of talking to people and thinking things are going well and then having them be like you are like my best friend you know what i mean yeah. like i get friend zoned a lot yeah. um and that's you know i think that most of them I've ended up having some type of friendship with because uh-huh. they're like, you're cool as hell. Like, I love hanging out with you. I just don't feel like the romance connection. And so that's yeah. always been hard for me to really like put together. And like part of it is like you're everyone's attracted to different people. Like maybe I'm not your physical type, like whatever. But mm-hmm. like what I wonder like bridges that gap because that's will, been hard for me. I will say that one of the things I had started to learn at the end of my online dating, like which obviously ended while dating Jared. Yeah, um, it ended for a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very happy with how it ended. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I started to learn um, that I needed to do was to be very frank. And I yeah. think I'm the kind of person that I think there are a lot of these types of characteristics that you share with me uh, to, like, not want to be mean to people. Like, I'm not – I. It's it's often easier to just be nice. And so there were certain times where people would be like, hey, do you want to go out to get drinks? It's like – no I'm really busy thanks and they like didn't get the hint and then you had to I would literally write them back and be like I'm not interested in seeing you any further yeah thank you goodbye and like there is something where it's like if they don't get the hint that like I'm not interested I just wanted to be clear like I didn't want to beat around the bush or like ghost them or whatever yeah and I think like the counterpart of that was like when Jared and I first started dating I was like trying to be the same on the other side right instead of shutting them down like keeping the things going and so I know you've heard the stories before so yeah I apologize no 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 I think I might have even told on this podcast but like we're you know just early dating and I was like look I text a lot yeah I will I like expect or res- like I don't expect a response to everything but like that is how I communicate and like you need to just know that I'm going to text a lot and it's not because I'm being clingy or whatever but that's just like that's just me that's how I'm communicating with people yeah like I don't expect you to respond to every single thing but I also don't want you to turn it into this like she's so clingy she texts me like I hate that I hate that so much because I text you know how I text Mm -hmm. I text like line by line I send lots of texts at once it's not because I'm 
I love you, Sarah. It's not because I'm trying to get in your pants or marry you. No. I just want to talk to you. Right. But like, and I talk like that, too. This is just how I speak. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. And so I was, like, pretty clear with him because I didn't want to get into a situation where um, I had to it compromised the potential relationship just because I'm being my normal self and mm-hmm. I'm not reading anything into my, ha- my behavior. So I didn't want him to either. And then um, it just came back to bite me in the ass. Cause he's like, he's like, well, um, uh, so uh, I work in a skiff and uh, I literally don't have the internet or phone <laughs> my entire day at work. And he's like, you can text me all you want, but I literally can't reply to you because I'm not allowed to bring electronics into that's my office. Really... And I was like, well, that's good to know. I was that's like, well, an I'm important thing to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, because I would have thought that you were, were ignoring or, right, or thought like I was way. being crazy. Yeah. And so uh, it was one of those things where like it was a big deal for me to be that confident and upfront about yeah. just owning kind of who I was. Yeah. And then it, it was partially me feeling like I'd been shut down because his like was his response was like, uh, yeah, no. But then the explanation made absolute logical sense and was like very appropriate. And it's like, okay, well like you may come out of work and you may have 20 texts from me, depending on like if we're trying to make plans or, or like, you know, cause it's over eight just... hours and you're trying to sort some stuff out. Like things may change. I may text you a bunch. It's or that's sometimes okay. like I like to tell the person I'm dating about stuff. That's like funny stuff that's happening in my day. Yeah. And maybe three funny things happen in my day and I'm just, you're just going to get something for me. And I hope that you think I'm as funny as I think I am. Right. And you, and, yeah. and I understand that like at the beginning of a relationship, like you're you're kind of holding everything under a microscope yes, right? because it's you're very trying to decide how much time yeah. and energy if it's like going the way you want it to yeah. so i do get that people scrutinize your communication and stuff like that like a little bit more but that was one thing i was like wow i wish i'd done that earlier you know yeah. i wish i'd done that with other relationships because i feel like it would have saved me a lot of headache and pain if i would just own some parts of myself that are like very run of the like it's just how I talk or how I communicate with people it's not like my ideals or like all yeah. these nitty-gritty things but like it it just paved the way for that so quickly that it it resolved a lot of issues before they even had a lot of second guessing before it happened and so that's yeah. something that I would recommend is like just own some of that stuff that you think would come up yeah and see how people respond because people who respond positively to you are probably more worth your time anyway but the thing is, is there, and that's all good. I, I agree this with that. This is all anecdotal. No, and everything we're doing is anecdotal right now. This is not a scientific pad. Um, have I been in lots of therapy? Yes. Am I therapist? Also no. anecdotal. Yeah, that's true. That's also anecdotal. Um, before we switch to the second bottle of wine. Um, Do we have an update on uh, your fantasy draft? Oh, yeah. It's not going well. Because um, talking to you is way more fun. So oh, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. It's fine. Don't tell them. But yeah, so something I did want to, um, I guess, push back on a little bit for me. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's like I am very, I don't know. I, I know that there's going to be, if I, I'm a lot of person. I know uh-huh. that. You know, I, I get told that I'm a lot or I'm loud. I'm emotional. I am I am a tornado of a human being when I walk into a room. I really am. Uh-huh. And generally it's a tornado of, of general lightness, but I am a lot. And I think a lot of guys like having me around as a friend, especially because I can talk football smack yeah. like nobody's business. Yes, you can. I sure can. Um, and like, that's cool. And like, I like that about myself. I do. But a lot of people have pointed out like, 
there's not a whole, a whole lot of that feminine mystique in Dana. It's yeah, just not a thing what, that though? I am. I find, and I want to I want to respond to that by saying that that's bullshit. Like I just feel like one of the things I have learned this summer because I read this. This will make sense. I promise. I, I trust you. Um, so I read this book and it was called Bread, Wine, Coffee. Or yes, I remember you talking about that. Fuck. And it's all about. Did, what, did it? Was it or whatever the fuck? That's the subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> so the book. So the book. So the book covered. Oh my God, I love you. Okay. <laughs> so the book covered bread, wine, chocolate, coffee, octopus, uh, octopus, and beer. And so um, one of the things that I took away from that book is that they talked a lot about a lot about tasting things. So, you know, how do you figure out what type of chocolate you like or how do you figure out what type of wine that you like or beer or whatever? And and how do you start small and how do you start being mindful about what you consume and then pairing that mindfulness with language? So what I've noticed and my all joking aside about trying to be better about talking about wine, um, having the right language to talk about what you're tasting is important because if you just keep saying like, this is sweet, this is sour, whatever, like that's not as much as like, this has like a bit of a bitter tone or this has like a, like an, it's overly sweet versus like faintly sweet or that like with Sauv Blancs, I'm really good at saying like this has like a very tropical like, yeah. passion fruit flavor versus a very like minerality to it or whatever. And I feel like it's the same thing with what you're talking about with dating because you're describing yourself as this like tornado that you're like, <laughs> a lot of person that it, it could, like friend zones you because you're really good at talking about these kind of like quote unquote bro type topics, which are awesome. Yeah. But I feel like there is a way to go back to my earlier point about um, being assertive and confident about who you are. Like there's got to be a way to describe your personality in a way that's clear. So like tornado and too much of a person are not the right words. But saying that like you're very you're very fun loving you're very open that the kind of per- like you are very assertive about how you feel at any given time. <laughs> right, but like so there's my like, my boss calls uh told me the other day that I am the best self advocate she had ever seen because Aww. I will go into her office and be like, No, I don't like the way that this went and she's like, Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know it's awesome. Yeah, but like and that and like and there's a lot of benefit to that, right? Because yeah. there's no there's nothing hidden with you. I mean yeah. And, and not in a bad way, but like you're very honest. Like there's thank you. Couple, I but yeah, I, like, I take I think, this as a huge compliment. Yeah, thank and you. I think that there's a way to be like, look, you know, I am very honest about my feelings. I really just kind of you know go at life with hundred percent all of the time, and I feel my feelings, and I feel my feelings. Yeah. and so there's a lot of great things about that because I will always be right there in the moment. I'm always going to be full participation. There's never going to unless be any I'm second, drafting. Unless you're drafting. But, like, there's never going to be any second guessing about how I feel. I don't play games. But the other part of that is that I don't play games. So I'm not yeah. interested. Like, it's either going to work or it's not. And I have a lot of interests that um, I think guys really appreciate. I'm really into football. I'm really into this, that, or the other. But I don't need any more friends. I'm not interested in another friend. So, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. there's a way to – and I don't think you, like, put that all out there in the very first message. But I'm putting that shit right on my profile. Like, back off. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, you no, can't but, handle this jelly, guys. Hell, 
<laughs> See, it's the hey I need to stop that. hey um, But I feel like there's a way to, in the same way that your boss was saying, like, be a self-advocate in this situation so that your time isn't being wasted and yeah. the types of personalities that are attractive to someone who knows her own mind and her own feelings and is just very engaged in the present moment. Like, I, and I feel like that's unusual, right? Like most guys expect a girl to play all these like bullshit games and yeah. they're dating like 27 people at the same time and, you know, playing them off each other in their head. And like, they're saying one thing and feeling another and like, that's not you. And, and that's not most you gotta like, real girls through. either. But yeah, no, but you're you're like that to an extreme. Of yeah, being, like just very honest, very like what you see is what you get. I'm very and East Coast for someone who's not very East Coast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's fair. true. I think it would be a really interesting experiment. Not that we want to experiment with your real life, but like a very interesting experiment to change the way you describe yourself to people. I mean, that could be a and, good experiment, especially with online dating. Yeah. And I think it would also be like a good self-reflective like activity for you to think about like how do I want to describe myself in like the best way but like in a way that gives people accurate expectations and then when if they don't if there's a difference between like what their expectation is and reality to be like sorry look dude I told you and also like don't like because you said you get friends on a lot to be like that's cool if that's what you want to do, but like I'm not going to be your friend, so bye. Yeah, because you don't have to, you don't have time to waste on that. Just that's true. That. No, you're right. But we have another bottle. We do have another bottle of wine, and then I do have one more quick question <gasps> for you, even though I know we've been going. But this has been this has been a good, this has very been good, cathartic good for me. I need this. Okay, so this wine is actually super appropriate for you. Just what you just said. It's called okay. True Myth. True Myth. Ooh, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a 2015. Um, on the top, it's like this. It's a weird label. It's like this Mother Nature-esque woman with like butterflies all around her. Yeah. And on the top it says, her secret is patience. And part of what I like um, about this. What my I- secret is uh, 100% not patience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm secretly too patient, I think, when it comes to some things. But, well, that's true. <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know. I, thought, I felt like this was a good counterpoint to yeah. my angry, burning Cavalier wine. First um, you burn it down. Then you patiently wait for it to... Uh, yeah, you reconstructed. Is that, is that the narrative here? Um, it's more so just like I don't need to burn everything down. Oh, there's an Emerson quote on the back. Okay, let me like pour this for you first, I guess. So this is from uh, Paso Robles, which I believe is California. Yep, like I said, it's a 2015 Cab Sauv. Oh, you ready for some Mother Nature shit? Yeah. All right. First of all, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Emerson. Mother Nature. Climate change. <laughs> Well, that's our fault. Mother Nature. <laughs> I don't is, think it's Emerson's fault. <laughs> Mother Nature is intriguing and elusive, reigning with grace and beauty. There is no doubt that she is the one true myth. We respect her for the enigma that she is and honor her with this beautifully smooth Cabernet Sauvignon. This is so intense. So um, um, at the end, it says taste and believe. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a little. I have a, top, a uh, proposal for a side podcast where we just, just read, read wine labels. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Again. This one's super dark. Like my soul. Ooh, that's yummy. This is what I've been waiting for. This is like if chocolate became wine. I love this. This is really good. It's chocolatey, but also there's like a like a peppery thing at the end. There's a, it's like there's a full spice. body. Yeah. Like definitely. Again, just like me. <laughs> full body, full personality. And delightful. I love this. 
I'm four this, corks. I'm, I was going to give it a 3.5 because my fours are feeling very committed. I love it. No, I'm, I highly recommend this wine. It's super complex. Also like me, we're going back to the, this podcast has basically just been themed to be Daniel's dating life. And, you know, it has been a little, a little on the nose. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Um, and thank you for letting me just kind of rant a little bit about my life and provide me with some feedback because well, it's been really necessary. Um, I have to say, I'm going to guess based on no scientific evidence that a lot of the people that listen to this are single, at least in our age group demographic. Yeah. Thank you, family members who listen to this. Hey, Ao, I did it. I did it. Links, if we had any for the wine, will be in the show notes and on our website at www.decantec.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and to recommend us to your friends. We are also still looking for questions and recommendations for an upcoming episode probably sometime in the fall, so send us your questions. This episode was produced, as always, by the multi-talented Katherine Kamowski. Thanks for listening. Cheers! Cheers!